0: You're listening to the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we use scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 117 for Monday, March 23rd, 2020. in high school, I delivered pizzas for a local pizza place called Cardo's Pizza. They're still open in Jackson, and I highly recommend their food. We get it every time we're visiting family. While I was working there, we had a bug light going by the shed to draw the bugs away from the entrance to the main building. One night, we were all standing around after work had ended and talking about nothing when, when a huge moth flew into that light. The sparks were impressive, and the length of the explosion was surprising. We all clapped afterwards as though we had just watched a fireworks display. Well, as we've been learning about becoming love, we've talked about how challenging that can be when there are so many lights distracting us. They are much smaller than God's eternal light, but because of their proximity to us and their tangibility, we have a hard time resisting their draw some of us find ourselves in a very similar situation to that moth we've been drawn into a light that was no light at all we see other moths flying away telling us it's a trap it's a trap it's a trap but we continue on towards the beacon and we find ourselves sucked into its vortex and struggle to be able to see god we started this journey in first john chapter 4 verse 12 with the thought wouldn't it be amazing if we could see more of God? Wouldn't it be amazing if people who don't know Jesus could somehow see Him through us? That verse reads, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. We want to become love, but, but there's a problem. Light pollution. It turns out this light pollution is a strategy of the enemy. The Antichrist is in the world and has been actively working to lead Christ followers astray for millennia. But there's good news. We have overcome them. We are not subservient to their demand and siren songs. There is a way out. There's a way to see God beyond the urgency of the lights of this world. And it's love which is good news. Actually, it's great news. It's so great that there's a way out that that we don't have to surrender to the draw of the light that seeks to trap us. But as with anything, we also started to discover that what we think of as love isn't quite what John had in mind. Love from the viewpoint of the world takes. The love of this world is all about me and, and getting my needs met. From chapter 2 of 1 John, we looked at the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The world is wrapped up in satiating its own desires. As far as modern media is concerned, we have every right to the kind of love we feel we want most, regardless of its effects on ourselves or our society. We just have to be true to who we are, and and that's where we discovered this principle the beginning of love is unbecoming ourselves. Love isn't about fulfilling our desires. It's about denying them so that we can give to others. Well, that's nice and all, but, but it's not enough to help me become love. I need more information than that. And John knew we would need more. Fortunately for us, John spent a lot of time by Jesus' side. He was the disciple that Jesus loved, and apparently, he liked to point out to people that he was Jesus' bestie. But because of his proximity to Jesus, we are able to see that the key to becoming love is abiding in love, which sent us back to John chapter 15, where Jesus taught John about abiding in the vine. And there, we learned another principle of love. You can't hoard true love. Love isn't something that can be saved up. Love is a flow. The only way to live in the love of God is to let it flow through our lives. Just like sap has to flow from the vine into the branches to produce fruit, love has to flow from the Father to the Son and through our lives into the lives of others to produce fruit. Any branch that doesn't let the love flow gets cut off and thrown into the fire. And that's where we learned the principle that love goes beyond personal possession to being a person of provision. But that still wasn't enough. Love has to flow, but but love has to do more than that. Love flows when we're loving others, but love still does more than that. Love gives us confidence. But it's still more than that. Love is what brings effectiveness to the work of Jesus' purifying blood in our lives. Jesus' blood is what purifies us from sin, but but the promise seems to to have a condition on it. Jesus' blood purifies us if we are walking in the light. As hard as it is to hear, it would appear that, that having loving feelings for one another was not enough for Jesus. We have to go beyond thought and talk to walk, because love walks. Just like Jesus walked up the hill to die for us, we have to walk out our love for one another. When we sacrificially love one another this way, we have confidence before God. When we haven't been living up to God's commands on us as his children, we have fear. Like a child who has done something wrong, getting called in to talk to the parents, who, who tries to hide in the other room out of fear for what's going to happen, we too experience fear in our relationship with God when we aren't, sacrificially, loving one another. But when we are loving one another, exactly as Jesus commanded us in the New Testament, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus that purifies us from all unrighteousness. In the classic Pixar movie Cars, Mater proves to McQueen that that he is the world's best backwards driver. After he proves his supremacy in that area to the arrogant race car, he says, I don't need to know where I'm going, I just need to know where I've been. Of course, in real life, knowing where you're going can make a big difference. But it's good to stop for a moment and look back where we've been on this journey. Especially as we head into our final week, because because what we're going to learn this week has both immediate and eternal consequences. We've covered a lot of ground, and that's all good, but... We're not quite across the finish line yet. We have to finish the race. And that is where we will pick up tomorrow.